desire to become more and more of a free agent destination. And that's much more of a bigger picture conversation that we will have as the season moves along here. But again, the Celtics, we've, we've talked about it at nauseum for years now. Yes, they still have enough money to sign another max-level free agent. Al Horford isn't it. He's a nice piece. He's a hell of a player. And the Celtics are a damn good team with him on the court. I think that's been proven out this year. That being said, you still need your alpha dog. You still need your number one. And whether that guy comes through free agency or a trade, guys like Shaq going out there and telling the rest of his compadres that, hey, look, Al came to Boston. I came to Boston. And I know what people say about Kevin Garnett being a trade, but Kevin Garnett was much more of a free agent situation because ultimately it was his choice. So in the last 10 years, you've had some some very high-profile guys not only come here, but come here and fall in love with the city of Boston. I'll never forget Kevin Garnett's first year in Brooklyn. He told the Brooklyn media he bleeds green. I, I, that wouldn't go over well here. Like if he told the Boston media that I'm he still bleeds, in love. exactly, I can't let her go. You can't do it. Like if he if he ever told the Boston media he bleeds Timberwolf blue uh, during his time here, it wouldn't have gone over well. So you've got the endorsements of guys like KG, guys like Paul Pierce, guys like Al Horford, and now Shaquille O'Neal. That's a good thing. I don't know if it's going to be a difference maker, but it is certainly it can only help. It'll help. It's better than the alternative. Like if he had said, "No, Boston is still it's <laughs> still a racist terrible. town. Uh, it's don't cold. Don't it's come awful. here." Yeah, it, it, it just you don't like work snow. Out. Come on, there's it, snow. Exactly. So it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Shaq honored. He was funny last night. He did the Shaq thing. Got up there, entertained the masses, and for from a Celtics perspective, uh, it was nice to hear kind words, not only about the team and their development. By the way, Shaq's analysis of the Celtics is spot on. Uh, they are a very good team, but a team that is still a piece or two away. away. Absolutely. So Shaq, spot on with his analysis, spot on with his assessment of the city of Boston. This is the Celtics pregame show. I'm your host, Patrick Gilroy, bringing you guys up to coverage with Grandy and Max. It is the Celtics and the Detroit Pistons coming at you live from the Garden tonight. Uh, A good matchup, a matchup where the Celtics' biggest area of weakness will probably become a a big area of concern in this game. The Celtics' inability to rebound the basketball and defend in the front court happen to be the two largest strengths (laughs) of the Detroit Pistons. So, you know, I'm not saying Detroit's going to run away with this thing. I'm not even saying that that they're going to win this game. But the rebounding numbers could be something you want to stay away from. That's all. They will will not be pretty. I, I don't get into the whole game of predictions. But I can promise you one thing. No idea what the score is going to be. But I can tell you that the Celtics will get massively (laughs) out-rebounded at the Garden. Andre Drummond will have 20 rebounds. Probably. Probably without much of an effort. That's what he does, though, right? That's a game, yeah. And by the way, he's another guy that he gets paid max dollars, and and, and he's somebody that, you know, is, is a fringe Star, I don't know, yeah, fringe star. Guy. But, you know, you put him on the Celtics, I don't think that they're marketably better. No. You know, he certainly fills a need. But when you're talking about Shaq and, and what he says about spending money on free agents and free agents potentially coming here, you have to be smart with that money. And, yeah, and you're not uh, just throwing it at anybody. Here. Exactly. Andre Drummond, nice player. But the Pistons are a team that are is just good enough to be 500, and, and that's what they are. You know, Tobias Harris was somebody that I wanted the Celtics to buy low on a couple of years ago. Yeah. He's having a nice season, but they don't have the pieces in place. You should beat the, the Detroit Pistons if you truly are the second or third best team in the Eastern Conference. And by the way, the Celtics have looked a lot 
closer to that team in recent weeks from the last time that I was here doing the Celtics pregame show. The number to join us here is 603-883-9900. 603-883-9900. I ain't too proud to beg. I've got free Celtics tickets for you. To the second caller we take on the air between now and 7 o'clock, the second caller we take on the air gets to go to a Friday night game. It's December 23rd against the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'll Ooh. say this, they are great, great seats, and you will see a guy in Russell Westbrook that is averaging a triple-double, which is just staggering. Scary. It's a little <laughs> bit scary. But you know what? It's a good game. Celtics are a team that it, three, four games over 500. that's what Oklahoma City is. You know, it's, it's going to be a good game, and a Friday night at the Garden is always, always, always an electric time, a good time. So free tickets for you, the second caller we take on the air at 603-883-9900. I, I do want to get into something here, and I, I'm sort of hesitating to go down this road, but we are going to spend some time talking about Michael Felger. I worked with Felger at 890 ESPN for years. He's a good guy. He's not this this asshat that he plays on the radio. Uh, he's genuinely like one of the better people in this crappy business. This business is full of some terrible human beings. Mike Felger is not one of them. I think what he said is regrettable, and I, I listened to him today. It's interesting listening to him backtrack uh, off his statements. I think maybe the wood, he calls her, you know, Sarah Underwood, his wife, who, by the way, is very attractive, Mike. Well done. I think maybe she got in his ear a little bit because today he came at it from much more of a woman's perspective. And, and I'll leave it at that. But I do want to get into Felger and, and the positives that the Celtics franchise player, the guy they gave max money to, the guy that is now the face of the franchise. I applaud this guy for wanting to be there, not only for the birth of his child, but to stick around for a day or two afterwards. We're talking about the NB freaking A, where guys like Sean Kemp had nine babies, eight baby mamas, and they all do it. Every one of them does it. Uh, you know, these guys, they, they retire, and 70% of their check has to go to 12 different women, and that's why they're broke. Facts. Uh, you got a guy on your team that's an upstanding member of society, not a criminal for what we know, well-spoken, uh, somebody that you can look at and say he proudly reflects the values of your city and your team. He's a professional. And he put his family first. And there's nothing. I, I, I repeat, there is nothing wrong with it. Now, if this were game six of the Eastern Conference Finals and he missed it, maybe we'd have a different conversation. But a November game against a terrible Heat team, you take your opportunity to stay with your family Al Horford did the right thing. Felger, I've got more for you as the show goes along. Again, it is the Celtics pregame show right here on ESPN Radio, ESPNNHradio.com. The number to join us here is 603-883-9900, 603-883-9900. It is to those phones we go. Caller, you are first up on the Celtics pregame show this evening. Oh, hello, guys. Hey, uh, yeah, I've been a Celtics fan for a long, long time. I, I, I went to that... Um, well, it's called the SNU Arena now, and I happen to work there now. But anyways, the, years ago, when the Celtics came, they haven't come for a while. I knew the Bruins used to come there, too, but I guess they like to play at bigger arenas. But anyways, I was there when they, uh, when Shaq was playing, and then, uh, of course, Kevin Garnett was there, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, four future Hall of Famers. There's been like 9,000 people there. And they uh, was completely sold out. And, the, of course, the uh, they won. And... Um, 
I don't remember what year that was, but the uh, but it, it wasn't the whole reason of, of uh, bringing the, uh, Al Hoffman in was to get the rebounds. Well, that's a that's sort of a, a popular misconception. Al Horford is somebody that, although he plays in the front court and he's he's a big man, he's never he's never been a dominant rebounder. His career average is somewhere between seven and eight rebounds per game. Uh, well, I guess Jared, this is something they're going to have to try to get in the uh, either some kind of some kind of uh, signing when they can get some players on the free agency or something because that seems to be their Achilles heel. It is, and in no way, shape, or form am I saying that. Jared Sellinger is a better player than Al Horford, so please don't take that as the message. But if you look at career rebounding numbers alone, Jared Sellinger was a better career rebounder than Al Horford. Al Horford's just not that guy. He doesn't carve out a lot of space. He doesn't have the sort of hops that a guy like Kevin Garnett had to jump well, over I, people. I have to, I have to agree, I have to agree that, that he, uh, Michael Felger was definitely wrong in what he, what he said, and the, uh, he did the right thing. You know, He'd be there with, with his with his family because once his once his career is over his uh his family hopefully will uh he'll uh put that up hopefully still number one you know like they were saying on on the air absolutely family I, number one and his, his team on number two you know i think he did the right thing he did i appreciate the phone call tell your friend 603-883-9900 that's one phone call down one more to go 603-883-9900 the next caller we take on the air i've got celtics tickets for you friday night december 23rd against the oklahoma city thunder so you know, going back to this this whole Felger mess because that's what it's become. Uh, it, it got picked up nationally. It was headlined on ESPN's website nationally. Uh, the, a couple national radio shows dick, called him the boob of the day. Uh, you, you know, I think Felger craves this, and, and this is what he does, and what he does best. He absolutely what he does. It, you this know, is, so, this is his thing. So he's happy that all the people hating on him today made him happy. Oh, of course. Yeah. I promise you, he smiled his way through the day today, <laughs> seeing the reaction from his asinine comment. So, so here's how I just want to break it down. Life is a, a triangle. Okay, and what I tell my sales reps is, is what I hope Wick Grosbeck and the Celtics leadership team tells their players. And I promise you, 80% of the players don't follow this, and that's a shame. But if life is a triangle, you have got family at the top of that pyramid, and you have got work and your personal stuff on the side. Okay, they're important. They take up an equal amount of space in your triangle, in your pyramid, but it's not at the top. So the fact that Al Horford wanted to be with his wife for this, I believe it was their second child. It's not like he's got 12 of them. This is not Antonio Cromartie we're talking about here. Okay, it's not Sean Kemp's second coming. For his second kid in Atlanta, there is nothing wrong with that. And the fact that he stayed for the night, because I know the baby was born on Sunday, the game was played on Monday, who cares? That's a personal choice. And I promise you, I promise you, he had the blessing of Wick Rusbeck. He had the blessing of Danny Ainge. So if your employer said, stay home, stay with your wife, are you supposed to then ask your employer for a private jet to get to Miami to play the 4-12 and Miami Heat? That's not going to look well. It's, it's not, not going to look good. No. I, I, like, look, again, if this were a playoff game, if this were a game that mattered. Different situation. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's but the Miami Heat. It's Miami Heat in November. Who cares? And you know what the beautiful part about this is? Pregnancies are somewhat predictable. We know that a baby's going to come within nine months. Yes. Al Horford signed here less than nine months ago. This has been on their calendar. They knew this was coming. This was not Al Horford bagging out last minute. This was well-prepared and well-planned. Okay? So I promise you, there were plans in motion weeks ago 
for the case if maybe she went up to labor early. Yeah. Who knows? But the Celtics had their plans in place, lockstep, with Al Horford. This was not done last minute. This was not Al Horford abandoning his team, like Felger said today. As he was trying to backtrack, he actually made it worse. Didn't <laughs> abandon his team. And oh, by the way, the Celtics had to put on their big boy pants and learn how to play a game and win a game without him. Without him, yeah. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. If the Celtics cannot beat the Miami Heat without Al Horford, then they're not as good as we think they are. Period. Period. Miami is a terrible team, and they're a terrible team with injury problems, and they're terrible players. <laughs> so, you know, there, this was the perfect opportunity. Not to mention, there was more time off after that game. This bought him an additional two and a half days by missing one game. It's A-OK with me. And I could go on for hours and hours and hours about how this is such a non-story. And this is the type of stuff that when people look at this town, all right, Shaq said it's a, a great place to come play. When people look, look at, this. at this town and they hear guys like Felger say stupid stuff like this, it makes Boston look bad. This is the type of conversation that shouldn't be happening. Not here. Not anywhere. Not when your guy is as upstanding a member of society as Al he's Horford is. He's he, an absolute professional. He defines it. And that's why he's a max-level player, by the way, because by numbers alone, he's probably not. No, but, but he's a professional. He's the total package. He's the guy that puts up numbers on the court but gives you no problems off the court. That's why he gets paid the money he gets paid. You don't and, have to worry about him like you would uh, Jalil Okafor going out to a bar and punching somebody. Exactly you know? right. Exactly right. So, again, Celtics lockstep. With the Horford family, I promise you, and I applaud Al Horford's sister for stepping Absolutely. in and, and letting <laughs> Felger it. hear it. It was well, it was well phrased. It was well done. I'm not going to say it here, but by all <laughs> means, if more members of the Horford family would like to step up and, and let Felger it. hear it, I know that it's sort of I'll reverse I'll psychology. All of them, but Felger's going to love it, right? <laughs> so you're not going to hurt his feelings, and you're going to get Twitter all riled up. So you might as well do it. Yeah, you might as well do it. It is the Celtics pregame show. It is ESPN Radio, New Hampshire. The number to join us here: six zero three eight eight three ninety nine hundred six zero three eight eight three nine nine zero zero. Talking Celtics, Pistons. Talking Shaquille O'Neal, and talking Mike Felger. When we come back, Celtics tickets for you: six zero three eight eight three nine nine zero zero. You're listening to Manchester's home of the Boston Celtics. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Heads or tails? Kick or receive? With the wind or against the wind? Buy your friend a Bud Light. Buy a stranger a Bud Light. Go to your team's bar. Go to the opposing team's bar. Buy around during the next truck commercial. Buy around during the next talking duck commercial. If you're truly up for whatever this weekend, grab the perfect beer for whatever happens. Crisp, refreshing Bud Light. Make two plans and let the NFL coin toss make the call. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Have you suffered a motor vehicle injury and need professional assistance? Do you need a team that gets you back on track and taking the green? That team for you is Bartis Law. Bartis Law has three attorneys and two paralegals that can assist you if you've been injured in an accident. Athletes get injured on the field and on the track all the time. Routine injuries can be expected in sports. Accidents are not anticipated in everyday activities. If you get injured in a motor vehicle accident, call Bartis Law at 603-420-8588 or visit www.bartislaw.com. In southern New Hampshire, there's only one choice when it comes to the best in orthopedic care. 
New Hampshire Orthopedic Center has been providing award-winning treatment for all orthopedic conditions for over 40 years. Chances are one of our physicians has helped someone you know get back in motion. Voted best orthopedic office by union leader three years running. Voted top doctors 30 times by peers in New Hampshire Magazine. Tell your primary care physician you'd like to see a specialist at New Hampshire Orthopedic Center. We keep bodies in motion. Visit NHOC.com for more information. Granite State Game Day, Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Everyone's clamoring now for them to trade the pick. The fact remains that you should have just listened to me at the trade deadline. I said then, trade the pick. If you can get the right move, trade the pick. Because you don't know, it could be get it could become more valuable, it could become less valuable. And I think because they didn't land in the top two, it became a little less valuable. Dragon Bender, who played 13 minutes a game in Israel, does not is not attractive to me. Only on ESPN New Hampshire. Should you worry about identity theft during the tax season? The answer is yes. The IRS reported over $6 billion in fraudulent refunds in a single year just due to identity theft. Does it matter if you're not getting a refund this year? No, it doesn't because thieves can use the information from your tax documents to commit crimes. They can drain your bank account, open fraudulent credit card accounts. They can do it well after the tax season ends. Maybe you think you're okay because you have free credit monitoring. Free credit monitoring might tell you there's a problem but they don't help you solve that identity theft problem. LifeLock will. As a LifeLock member, if you're a victim of ID tax fraud, the U.S.-based team of specialists know how to step up, make the calls to help resolve identity theft now. Get peace of mind with LifeLock. Memberships start at just $9.99 a month, plus applicable taxes. Enrollment only takes a minute. Call 1-800-877-0544 or go to LifeLock.com now and use the promo code PATRICK. That's PATRICK to save 10% on your membership. 800-877-0544. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata, and I will never forget meeting Alyssa, who suffered from hyperacusis. Alyssa virtually lived in her dark bedroom, and when I spoke with her, I had to do so in a gentle whisper. What is hyperacusis? Well, imagine being at a movie where the soundtrack is turned way, way up. After five minutes, you just have to leave holding your ears. Things like turning newspaper pages, running water, your child placing dishes on the table, all are intolerable to someone like Alyssa. Hyperacusis is a strange condition, but even people who suffer from serious migraines experience it. Now, you may not know someone like Alyssa, but her story underscores that all of us are being constantly bombarded with noise. So, friend, take the earplugs out and turn down the volume. And when you have a chance, visit disabilitycampaign.org to learn more about hyperacusis and other disabilities. Hi, I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. And recently at the mall, I wheeled past a woman who was offering people a little tray full of food samples, barbecued pieces of chicken on toothpicks. She said to me, may I offer you one? And she held it up, at which point I directed my friend to take it and put it in my mouth. (gasps) Immediately the woman apologized profusely, saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize you were, I I mean, I, I didn't know you couldn't use your hands. She was horrified. But I told her, don't worry, it's okay. I said, next time, if you want to offer a sample and you see the person has a disability, just say, do you need any assistance? Well, this lady was so grateful, so thankful I had given her useful language should it happen again in the future. And from disabilitycampaign.org, I hope that this little lesson provides you with useful language too. It's always good to ask if someone needs assistance. You're listening to New Hampshire's Home. Red Sox on 1250 Manchester. It's ESPN New Hampshire. 
ESPN Radio New Hampshire. You stream us live at ESPNNHradio.com. It's the Celtics pregame show taking you guys up to 7 o'clock. Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell will have the call of the Celtics and Detroit Pistons coming up tonight live from the Boston Garden. The Celtics actually looking to stop a two-game home losing streak. And I was a little bit surprised when I looked back and, and saw that during my, my show prep uh, because, quite frankly, it's felt like the Celtics have played much better the last two or three weeks. Uh, but then you go back, you take a closer look at the record. Celtics have won four in a row on the road, so they've established their road their road dominance. Uh, a road dominance, by the way, that we saw flashes of the last couple of seasons. The Celtics have reestablished themselves as a damn good road team. Now it's time to establish themselves at home. That starts tonight. A very winnable game against a 9-10 and Detroit Pistons team that is competing for the bottom part of the, the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference. And that's who they are. They've got some talent on that team. And by the way, that talent that they have should expose the Celtics' biggest areas of weakness. The Celtics are a terrible front court rebounding team. They've got no front court defensive presence. I know Al Horford makes a big difference, but he is not your big time rebounder, intimidator at the rim. It's just not who he is. On the other hand, that's Detroit's biggest area of strength. So again, I started the show saying I expect the Celtics victory, but I also expect the rebounding uh, differential between the two to get ugly. I, I fully expect the Celtics to be out-rebounded potentially by double-digit numbers tonight because that's the evidence that I've seen through 17 games thus far this season. There's no, there's no question that it's going to look like that because there's, they've given you no reason to think that they're a team that can out-rebound the Detroit Pistons right now. Yeah, the Pistons are, what, 9-10? and 10? doesn't mean they can't rebound the basketball. And tonight's going to be a dogfight. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked um, if the Celtics lose this game um, just because I, I think the Pistons do have some talent. And if you get out-rebounded, it's hard to win games. And the Celtics have shown that. And I mean, obviously having Horford back tonight will help. But I don't know. The Pistons are pretty good rebounding the basketball. So we are giving away Celtics tickets. Tall. They are tall. They, they, you know, they're tall. they got a long arm. They're, they're a very good rebounding team. They're a very good front court team. And, and again, you know, with the Celtics... It's easy to nitpick their deficiencies because there are a few of them. And their largest deficiency, and it's not going to change barring a trade this season, it's not going to get much better. The Celtics have this huge area of weakness uh, in their front court. And it's, it's okay because I think it's what the Celtics expected going into the season. They, yeah. they knew when they said goodbye to Jared Sellinger that their dedicated rebounder was no longer there. And again, the, the first caller we took on the air tonight said, well, I'm a little bit surprised because I thought Al Horford was a dominant rebounder. That is something that most casual NBA fans think. that They think because he's an all-star power forward that comes with a resume that says, I'm going to get you 10 rebounds tonight. He's never been that guy. And since the pectoral issue, what, three, four years ago, his rebounding numbers have gotten even worse. He's a seven-rebound-a-night guy. That's what he is. He's also the perfect player for this team. Uh, he makes everybody better. The offense runs so much smoother. The defense is so much more efficient. So I'm not going to sit here and spend the next 30 minutes picking apart the deficiencies in Al Horford's game. It's up to Danny Ainge to get this team a dedicated rebounder. You know, Detroit's in town tonight. There's a guy that played for Detroit 10 years ago. Junkyard dog is how everybody called him. That's what the Celtics need. They need a junkyard dog kind of guy who's a dedicated rebounder. Yep. Because for long-term sustained success... Avery Bradley cannot continue to remain <laughs> fun to watch. your best rebounder. It is fun to watch. And it's clear that Avery, I give him all the credit in the world, 
He's put an emphasis on becoming a better player, a complete player, including a dominant rebounder for a shooting guard. Good for him. Well, clearly he played under Rondo for a while, or like played with Rondo, because this is what Rondo did really well. Yeah. We, we watched Rondo for years, and he still does it now with the Bulls. You yep. know, he'll, he'll, he'll crash the boards as much as anybody else in the game. Absolutely. And that's where every Bradley you know got it from. So, you know, but fans that are expecting Al Horford to come in and be that dominant presence in the paint, uh, carving out space, blocking shots, getting double-digit rebounds, he'll block a shot or two. He'll get you seven or eight rebounds. That's his job. That's what he does. He's not going to be a. T- You're not going to see Al Horford goes for 22 rebounds. It's never going to happen. No, he's a defensive floor general who can put up decent numbers. Absolutely. And by the way, he's a hell of a guy. He's a good family man, and that's a big reason why he got paid the way he got paid. Yep. Because although he doesn't give you 22 and 12, he gives you 16 and 7. He comes with absolutely zero issues, and he puts his family first. It doesn't matter what Mike Felger says. Doesn't matter how many kids Sean Kemp has. It doesn't matter. Guy put his family first. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially when the game you miss is against a horrendous, horrendous Heat team. So you're paying you got a max-level deal because he put family first? I'm saying he got a max-level deal because he's a total package. If he puts up 16-9 and nine and is a bonehead, if he puts up 16-9 and nine and is Boogie Cousins, he doesn't get a max deal. This is true. Okay? Yep. He puts up 16-9, and nine, Boogie puts up 26-12. and 12. They get paid the same. It's because with Boogie, he has to put up those numbers to make up for everything else that he is and everything else that he isn't. Al Horford, you don't have any of those concerns. He's the perfect player for this team. He's just not your alpha dog. He's just not your guy that's going to get you to the promised land. And that's why we opened the show tonight, Jared, talking about Shaquille O'Neal in town last night, yep. touting the city of Boston, telling free agents it's a great place to come and play. Celtics still need to spend that free agent money next year. Celtics still need to go get that alpha dog. And I don't think it hurts to have guys like Shaq now joining the course of Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and Al Horford I think that the tenor and tone of the way the city of Boston is looked at is changing before our eyes. And now Danny Ainge has to go out there and complete the puzzle and get one more piece to make this team truly a championship contender. A team that was a championship contender last year, the Oklahoma City Thunder, are now hovering two games above 500. And I want to give you tickets to go see them. <laughs> the number to join us here is 603-883-9900. 603-883-9900. I promise tickets to the second caller we took on the air. That is you, lucky caller number two. You are on the air with the Celtics pregame show. Hello? Yep, you're on the air. Oh, sorry, didn't do that usual let you know that you're on the air. That will... <sighs> Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm so glad to be on the show. You guys aren't on enough. I've all... Whenever I get a chance to hear the show, I'm working and I'm not able to call in. But I just, I really, really think, I always hear you trade the pick, trade the pick, and drop it. It's funny, it was on the commercial break while I was waiting on hold. I mean, the team's gone quite a bit for that coup with trading Pierce and Garnett at the absolute twilight of their career. So far, they've gotten Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, a couple nice pieces. Um, I, I hear a lot of people saying trade the pick for maybe like DeMarcus Cousins, guy like that, but I just don't see him being a guy that's, to me, worth a max contract. He's I, I, Obviously, I don't watch a ton of Sacramento Kings games. They're not on TV that often, and I, you know, I don't really catch much besides what you hear. But he doesn't seem like the kind of guy you want to give a five-year $30 million a year deal to. Does it to you guys? I mean, does he sound like the guy that makes this a championship-level team? But, you know, it's, it's tough because you look at DeMarcus Cousins, the player, and the player is so tempting. 26 points a night, 12 rebounds a night, two-and-a-half block shots a night. Um, and I do have some— And he's a true center, right? He, he is. He, he, you put him in a front court with Al Horford and Jay Crowder— That'd be fun to watch. That'd be fun to watch. But I tell you— 
And I do have some empathy for him. Anybody that has to play for Sacramento for as many years as he has, I think he's had four head coaches in the last five years, uh, five point guards in the last five years, absolutely no chemistry with his teammates or with ownership or with the coaching staff. There's been an ownership change there. Vladi Divac came in and took over. A few few coaches. (laughs) Everything has been in flux there since he got there. So I think that when you combine the fact that Look, he's he's a little bit off the rails anyways. Combine that with the constant losing and the constant flux situation between ownership, teammates, and coaching. It's tough to judge. But I will say this about the pick. Who knows what the pick is going to be? We've, we've, we've that, done that, this. Yeah, no, and with it being a draft and who knows what Brooklyn's going to yeah. do, I hear you on that. It's, it's not like the NFL where you know it's going to be slotted in a certain spot. It's still a lottery. It is, and the Celtics have learned firsthand. We've seen it here in Boston. Hey, you go, go all the way back. I Tim Duncan should be a Celtic. We got we got hoes that year. What did we get? Antoine Walker instead of something. Yeah, we got we got that year. We got uh, Ron Mercer and Chauncey Billups. Ron, uh, that's right. That's right. Ron Mercer and Chauncey Billups. That's like the last time I went down to a Celtics game. I saw the Washington Wizards with. Uh, I think I met Chauncey Billups because my buddy and I went early in the game. We were in high school. Well, you're going to yeah, get a chance was... to go see the Celtics again on December 23rd. They take on the Oklahoma City Thunder. I appreciate I the phone call. I want you to stay on hold. Jared will talk to you. Uh, the tickets will be left here at the station. He'll tell you the address, where to get them, how to get them. But you guys get to go check out the Celtics and the Oklahoma City Thunder coming up Friday, December 23rd, just before Christmas. And I encourage you to check out their point guard, because he's something special. Uh, it, look, the guy's averaging, Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double. It's unheard of in the NBA today. So he's probably the most exciting player in the league right now. And you get a chance to go see him. Friday nights at the Garden are always fun. And the fact that the Celtics are playing better, I think, is a big, big deal. Uh, people sort of jumped ship very early on this season. And if you listen to this program, or you listen to our sister program on CLNS Radio, the post-game show, You've heard me try and talk Celtics fans off the ledge for quite some time now. Look, the the fact is this. The team is starting to round into shape right now. It's not ideal. You would have hoped that they rounded into shape 30 days ago. But that's just not the case. This is the NBA. Injuries happen. Injuries are not predictable. The Celtics are playing currently about a 10-man rotation. Nine, 10 men. Jeff Green, uh, Jeff Green, Gerald Green has fallen out of the rotation completely in recent weeks. So unlike Brad Stevens' teams from the past, where they consistently went 12, 13 players deep, this year's addition is going about 9, 10 deep, and as deep as they get is probably Jalen Brown. Well, that, to me, that means you have to consider the fact that 40% of your 8, 9, 10-man rotation has been missing for the first 10 games of the season. And, and look, everybody talks about Crowder, and Horford missing extended time. But it was more than that. It was Marcus Smart. It was Kelly Olenek. And we make fun of Kelly Olenek on this program quite a, a bit. A lot. But Kelly Olenek is a big piece of their second unit. Mm-hmm. We saw it the other night. When he is shooting the ball effectively, it opens everything up. The Celtics don't blow leads when they go to the second unit. And he's a legitimate offensive threat that other teams have to honor. It's just a fact. Kelly Olenek can shoot the three. Period. The Celtics need shooters. He's a piece. He's a part of what this team does. And for the Celtics to not only make it through their first 17 games, but to come out three games over 500, fourth place in the conference, second place in the division, half game behind Toronto, and do it essentially unscathed while missing 40% of their roster for extended time, I think that needs to be applauded. This is, it's an entirely new team this year. 
All right? You, you brought in a max-level free agent. You said goodbye to key contributing players, whether it be Jared Sellinger, like him or hate him, the guy played 30 minutes a night. Evan Turner, like him or hate him. The, and the argument goes both ways. He was a closer for this team. They had to overcome losing those players, integrate in new players, hope that Isaiah Thomas not only repeats his performance from last year, his first all-star performance, but improves upon it. And Oh, by the way, he has. A lot of things had to go right for the Celtics to come out three games over five hundred. And guess what? In a five-month NBA season, if you finish each month three games over, that means you finish 15 over. This is not hard math to do. So the Celtics are right on track to be that 55-56 win team that people projected, despite the fact that Marcus Smart didn't start the season, Kelly Olynyk didn't start the season, Al Horford missed 11, count them, 11 games with a concussion, and Jay Crowder with that ankle missed four games. So I think the Celtics need to be applauded as we turn the page, turn the calendar into December. Celtics have a bit of a home-heavy schedule here the first couple weeks of December, a chance to make some hay. I encourage Celtics fans to look at the schedule, look at the opponents coming up. If the Celtics can remain healthy and continue the good habits, playing good defense the way they have in recent weeks, there is no reason why the Celtics shouldn't be six or seven games over 500 by the time Christmas rolls around 26 days from now. It is the Celtics pregame show. I am Patrick Gilroy. This is ESPN Radio New Hampshire. You stream it live at ESPNNHradio.com or on the AM dial 1250 and 900 AM. You catch us on the postgame show on CLNS Radio, CLNSRadio.com. There are many, many, many ways to find us. You just heard us give away Celtics tickets. We do that before just about every Celtics game that we have here on ESPN Radio New Hampshire, taking you guys up to 7 o'clock until Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell take the program over. It is the Celtics and the Detroit Pistons coming up live from the Garden in about 20 minutes. Beals Insurance Agency is proud to announce the opening of their new Londonderry office. Located on Route 102, Beals Insurance is committed to serving Londonderry, Hudson, Wyndham, and Litchfield while offering the best price and quality coverage that's right for you. Whether it's home, auto, or business insurance, make the right call with Beals Insurance Agency. Call Steve at 603-471-9999 or visit BealsInsurance.com. Ace is a place with the helpful hardware, folks. We just bought a fixer-upper, and I don't know where to begin. So I went to see Paul at our neighborhood Ace. I told Nate we have everything he needs to help him repair their home, from a wide selection of paint colors, craftsman tools, and the best lawn and garden brands. Ace is a place with exactly what you need, starting with help. Ace Hardware now is a brand-new store in Nashua on Pearl Street downtown. That's right, a brand-new Ace Hardware store in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. Nashua Ace Hardware is a division of Nashua Wallpaper. Do you have a flooring project in mind? Then let the experts at Divine Flooring partner with you to get the job done. Divine Flooring is committed to providing their customers with the best advice and products at the best prices. From carpet to hardwood to tile and stone, Divine Flooring will help you obtain a beautiful new floor that will last a lifetime. Plus, they have a huge selection of area rugs in stock at all times. Come experience the Divine difference. You'll be floored. Located right on Route 101 in Wilton. Call 603-654-5400 or visit Divine Flooring We all have our mountains, the challenges that push us further. At Coors Light, our mountain is brewing the world's most refreshing beer. That's why all of our breweries cold lager, to give Coors Light its signature crisp taste. It's why we cold filter to ensure brilliance and clarity. And it's why we package cold to seal in Coors Light's refreshing flavor. 
because we believe every climb deserves a refreshing finish. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Great beer, great responsibility. New York peace of mind. Let's discuss a little bit of the Derek Rose trade. I think he needed to start fresh. I think New York is the perfect place for him. He loves being in a city. He loves being under the bright lights. I think him, Mello, and Porzingis is an interesting, you know, it's curious how everybody melts together. He has been a league average point guard, but as we were touching on already, is significantly better than what the Knicks had. Starting now, the Knicks are in a much better place than they were three days ago. Every Saturday from 2 to 4, here on ESPN New Hampshire. TrySofi.com is the smart, easy way to save money on your student loans. Now they want you to know about the smart, easy way to save money on your credit card debt. That's with a TrySofi.com personal loan. If you're hardworking, in a good job, and have great credit, but you have credit card debt, a TrySofi.com personal loan with their low fixed rates and no fees is the smart alternative to credit cards. The national average interest rate on credit cards is over 15%. In most cases, you can cut your interest rate in half with SoFi. Find out how much you can save by going to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com. SoFi lends up to $100,000. Checking your rate will not affect your credit score. Go to TrySofi.com. That's T-R-Y-S-O-F-I.com for low fixed rate personal loans with no application or origination fees. Terms, conditions, and state restrictions apply. California Finance Lender Law License Number 6054612. NMLS Number 1121636. Christian and King. I have found two fine Americans who are willing to serve our nation. Christian and King, weekdays from 12 to 3 on ESPN New Hampshire. It's the Celtics pregame show right here, ESPN Radio New Hampshire. You stream us live at ESPNNHradio.com. It's the Celtics and the Detroit Pistons coming up live from the Garden. I'll hand this thing off to uh, Sean Grandy and Cedric Maxwell coming up shortly. So if you're sick of hearing my voice, it's only, uh, well, it's the third and final segment. So Almost over. you got like 12 minutes left. Suck it up, buttercup. They can do it. It's a beautiful voice. It's okay. It's not that beautiful. I'm used to it. If, it, if, to it, it, if it were, in fact, beautiful, um, I probably wouldn't be here. You know, That's like, very true. That's you very know true. what I mean? And not that I don't appreciate the opportunities. That's very true. Uh, and the, you know, the opportunity to stay on the air over the years. But if it were, in fact, this, this natural radio voice. I feel like my partner, Jeff, has, it was given, uh, God-given a real radio voice, right? Yeah. If we combined um, my hustle with his voice... I really think would have something. Stud. National star. Absolutely. But instead, what you have is two guys that do a show together that have yet to do a show together this season. (laughs) It's truly amazing. That's you, Jeff. It's it's truly amazing. It is Celtics pregame show. The number to join us here is 603-883-9900. 603-883-9900. Look, Detroit comes into town tonight. Uh, They should be tired. They played in Charlotte last night. They won big. They won. uh, Won by, I think, 20, 23 points last night. Um, so second night back to back with travel, and they are a horrendous road team. I believe they're just two and eight on the road. So last night was only their second road victory of the season. I, I find it interesting though because this is going. You'll learn something about Detroit tonight. Are they truly a playoff contender? Are they a team that plays with any sort of pride? Uh, going back about ten days now, Al Horford's first game back. I think it was November nineteenth. The Celtics went into Detroit, who had previously uh, been unbeaten at home, and the Celtics went in there. Horford's first game back, and he hits the game-winning putback and blocks uh, some nobody shot to, to finish the game. Uh, so Horford had that great offensive-defensive way to end the game. <laughs> yeah. Celtics win by a point, and they get out of Detroit with a win, marking Detroit's first loss at home 
this season. So if if it were the Celtics and the roles were reversed and the Celtics had been undefeated at home and they lost in that sort of fashion, uh, I would hope the Celtics came out with a purpose tonight. So we'll know what Stan Van Gundy's working with, and if Detroit truly is one of these teams that thinks they can you know, crack the top six in the Eastern Conference, I think based on the way they come out, it's tough to win in the NBA on the road. It is even tougher to win in the NBA on the road with back-to-back games with travel. Hardest thing in the world to do. I'm excited to watch Stan Van Gundy coach. I love watching Stan Van Gundy. Isn't he? Coach. Isn't he great? He's awesome. Not even, I mean, I actually do think he's a good coach. Like I'm not like, but his mannerisms on the court, his face express, facial expressions. I love him and Dwight Howard going at it on the court. Well, he, that was the best thing ever. It's I, I miss it's, it's Ron Jeremy meets Danny DeVito, really and that's is. what you get. And it's fun, and it's awesome to watch. Um, I, I think he has a good team here. I think the Pistons are a good up and coming, you know, young team. But they're the same kind of boat as the Celtics are, and I talk about this every time I'm on the air somewhere. It's they have to play hard every night, or they're not going to win. Well, and back-to-back nights with travel on the road. That's, hard. That back-to-back road games on travel on the road, it's tough to do. It's tough to do. And coming off an emotional uh, big victory last night in Charlotte, only their second uh, road victory of the season, they may be due for a letdown. That's why I'm so interested to see how they come out to start this game. Yeah, uh, They should come out angry. The Celtics did something no other team had done. And for Detroit to be 9-10 and on the season and and have a 2-8 and record on the road, you know they're a dominant home team. Right? Yeah. The numbers just tell you what it is. Uh, look, the Celtics are a team. I don't agree with you. I think that they are head and shoulders above Detroit. I, I think that the Celtics certainly don't have the luxury of coming out and, and sleepwalking through games and hoping to win. We've learned that the hard way this year. Yeah. But I think talent-wise, look, they're leading scorers, Tobias Harris. Huh. The Celtics could have had him for a song a couple would, years ago. I wish him. they did. Would have liked him. Absolutely. It might solve their wing scoring you yes. know, problem. It probably would have. But he's somebody that has had trouble sustaining that success, be it in Orlando or be it in Detroit. So this year, he's having his, his probably his best, most consistent year as a professional. But we say it all the time in Boston. Is Isaiah Thomas a true number one? Well, I can promise you the debate for him is alive and well. There is no debate. Tobias Harris is not a number one or a number two. He might be a number three on a very good team. Oh, yeah. I don't want to sit here and say the Celtics aren't, are on the same level talent-wise as the Pistons. I meant more of, you know, they both just can't show up and win. Like, what, they have to try. Yeah, they do have to they try. They have to try. Effort like, needs to be Celtics there. need to actually put some effort into these games. As Where Detroit as... won't have to try, though, is in the front court. Uh, look, oh, the... those guys can walk on the opposite foot and play on one foot. And, and still out rebound the Celtics. Celtics. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's going to happen, right? And there's nothing I don't... We've gone back and forth all season long on how do the Celtics solve this problem. Short of a trade, I... it's not Jordan Mickey. No. It, it's, it's not Tyler Zeller. It's certainly <laughs> not Al Horford. No, it's not Tyler Zeller. So there's nobody on the roster equipped to come in and be your junkyard dog rebounding professional. The, the guy doesn't exist on the Celtics right no, now. it's Avery Bradley. He's your rebounder. And look, if the Celtics truly are a team that wants to go to the conference finals, and I'm not sure they are, and we don't have enough time in the show, but evidence tells us Danny Ainge dismantled a conference finals team and famously went on TV and said, the Celtics aren't about conference finals teams. So if the Celtics were to make a trade come trade deadline where you saw a Jay Crowder or a piece that you value go away and you don't understand the return, it may just be very well that Danny Ainge doesn't see this team as a finals contender and is not content with going to a conference final because he's already shown us once that he's willing to dismantle a team that is a conference finals team and tear it all down and start over again. Well, that's his, that's his MMR. That's what he does. That's his MO. It's, I want to win championships. That's all we're doing. You know, if he's not going to win me a championship, bye. That's that's what he does, and that's why he's torn apart one team. And don't be shocked if he tears tries to tear apart this team. He's torn apart two teams uh, early early on in his career. Here he took over 
Jim O'Brien's team. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. John Carroll came in and coached a team that would see that team was one year removed from going to the conference finals. And that team was in the second round of the playoffs, still alive, playing the, the, the uh, Indiana Pacers. And in a post-game presser in the playoffs, he said, no, this isn't the team. Uh, and he traded Antoine Walker two weeks later. Like, this is what he does. So, yes, I'm excited that the Celtics are good. I'm excited that they are a fringe contender, so to speak. It's nice to have something to watch. But Danny Ainge is not excited about that. Oh, God, no. So He might he, come out and say he is. He is, but it's, he's lying. Of course he's he is. He's a very good liar, by the way. He's a very good liar. So, you know, the Celtics are an incomplete team, and it'll be very interesting to see what they do. If they continue to win games and, and establish themselves or reestablish themselves as the premier defensive team in the NBA, I think Danny Ainge will buy in and get this team some help. Uh, because that tells you that tells me a lot more about this team's discipline, their heart, every, all the intangibles for this team to be the best defensive team in the league. And by the way, they have been the last three weeks. Uh, and last year they were top five, so they're trending in that direction again. That tells me Danny Ainge is going to buy, and he's going to go out there and get this team some rebounding help. I don't expect him to go out there and get them their their alpha dog. I don't expect DeMarcus Cousins. I don't expect Paul George. It's way too early in the season for the rumors that are flying around, by the way. I mean, the rumors that are out there, Paul George is unhappy, doesn't want to stay in Indiana, DeMarcus Cousins, this time it's for real, like... No. Last three years, it was for real. Right, so. exactly. So if it happens, it happens, but I'm not counting on it. What this team needs is a dedicated rebounder, somebody who knows his job. They need a Jared Sullinger type. Not Jared. Jared was here. He was fat. He was out of shape. He didn't work hard. But they need that type, a guy with the mentality that says, I don't care about scoring. I'm going to come in. I'm going to grab you 10 rebounds a night, and I'm going to make opponents think twice before driving into the paint. If he can go ahead and get that guy to come in and give you 25 minutes a night, I think it drastically improves the Celtics' chances at playoff success. Of course it does, because you, you need that guy. And look, I mean, we're going to hear it Friday. They play the Kings on Friday. Like, he's in town on Friday. So you're going to hear the DeMarcus, oh, leave him on the bus, leave him, leave him in the locker room, we'll just switch uniforms, he can play it for us. We hear it every year. What happens when Abby Chin, who is so hot that DeMarcus is going to talk to, goes up to him and says, Hey, DeMarcus, what do you think of the city of Boston? And he says, I love it. Yeah, and you get the same story we got last year. It happened last year <laughs> you know, with Durant, and it's, it's going to happen. It's so predictable. It's going to happen It's again. what it is. It's the same story. We make it up to be something until it happens. I don't mind talking about it because like, I like DeMarcus Cousins. I would want him in a Celtics uniform if we could actually make it happen. But rumors after – it happened like a week into the season this year. It's popped up as soon as Horford got a concussion. Oh, we're going to get DeMarcus Cousins. We are? I don't think anyone else knows that. Right, exactly. And, you know, Kala brought it up, and it's, it's one of the most frustrating conversations that we have. Uh, we'll trade the pick. Trade the pick. Well, the pick right now holds no value. There's nothing. None. No. No value. God, no. Because, yes, uh, the Nets suck. They're the second worst team in the league right now. They suck. Odds are it'll be a top three pick. But who the hell knows? This team has learned the hard way until that thing is locked in at number one. So that that pick will not have value until the draft. Until the lottery, uh, I think it's May nineteenth this year. That's when you'll know. It's bad that you know that. It is. Well, you know, for I've been conditioned at thirty six <laughs> years old. The Celtics have been in the lottery more than the playoffs in my lifetime. That's right? fair. That's so true. so Secaucus, New Jersey, has been like playoff epicenter for for me. <laughs> this is when the excitement builds. You get all your heartbreak from New Jersey. Exactly. Exactly. So you, you know. That's when you'll know if that pick truly holds value. So that means, I mean, just looking at the calendar, that means if you're the Kings and you're entertaining the idea of flipping the Marcus Cousins for financial filler and the Celtics pick, you're making that trade in the offseason. 
You're not making it in February or January or December or even November, like some people are saying, because right now it's a mystery pick, and they're not trading to Marcus Cousins for the number three. Okay, you didn't get Jimmy Butler for number three. You didn't get Paul George for number three. Haven't Celtics fans learned that number three means nothing? No, because most Celtics fans I will, are delusional. They just want to believe that everything's going to go right, happy-go-lucky Celtics fans. That's what they are. They're green teamers. But it's just not the case, and you're right. You can't make a trade like this until the season's over because nothing. you're not going to know anything until the season's over. That's right. This deal is not going to be made in the middle of the year at the deadline. I don't think, there's even, I don't think Dan Ainge is going to make a deal at the deadline. I don't, I'm not going to tell that now. I don't think anything's going to happen. You're going to have this team the entire year, and you're probably going to see like Jordan Mickey playing by the end of the year. I was on the air on WEI uh, with Mutt the night of the trade deadline, and it was post-trade deadline. Nothing happened. And the calls that we took that night, people were just they, – they were, they, were, they were so upset. that they, And I'm saying to Mutt, this is not a surprise. We've, been, we've done this before. Like, Same story every year. It builds up, builds up, builds up, big crescendo, nothing. Every year. So eventually – Danny Ainge will cash in. He'll get something of value because he'll have to. We saw it with Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. He had to cash in when he did. He stretched that thing out for as long as he could with those guys, and he got lucky that he found a dance partner willing to give up. Hell, if they traded those guys and got one pick from the Nets, would have been happy. Would have been happy. The fact that they got three is is otherworldly. Okay, but there will come a time where Danny has to pull the trigger on a deal, if only because financial constraints will be up against him. He will have a better indication this offseason if Jay Crowder is going to demand the next financial step in his progression. If Crowder can stay healthy the remainder of the season, continue to score it the, the way that he is right now, and continue to be this great defensive player, well, he goes into next year with two years left on his bargain basement deal. Hmm. Danny Ainge knows that he's going to have to pay Jay Crowder, or guess what? If he knows he's not going to pay Jay, he'll start entertaining phone calls. Avery Bradley, exactly the same situation. Bargain basement deal. And right now, Bradley has become one of the best two-way players in the backcourt in the NBA. You think he's not up for a big paycheck? Two years left on his deal. Same thing with Isaiah Thomas. He's going to, barring injury, now be a two-time All-Star. Right now, if you look at his numbers and numbers alone... Not my opinion, Jared, because you don't like the guy, but his numbers right now are better than Allen Iverson's were in 2001 when he took Philly to the finals by himself. Okay, His numbers are better. Shooting percentage is better. Scoring is better. Assists are better. Rebounds the ball at five foot seven better. He said he was trying to be on Iverson. And you know he, he is. It. He's the closest thing the league has to AI right now. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so no question. He's in. He's in very good company. Let's put it that way. You think he's not due for a pay raise? He's the biggest bargain in the NBA. Danny Ainge is going to have to factor all this in and determine what he thinks the ceiling is for these guys. And if a Boogie Cousins coming here elevates that ceiling to championship contender status, they'll all get paid and stay here. If Danny Ainge feels like Boogie Cousins or Paul George doesn't put this team over the top, guess what? He will ship them out of town so fast, (laughs) and he won't think twice about it. Thank you for the memories. We'll put a nice thing on the Jumbotron for you when you come back. See you later. And you're gone. It's, it's not, not emotional for him. Nope, God, it, no. it wasn't emotional with Paul Pierce. It wasn't emotional with Kevin Garnett. certainly wasn't emotional with Ray Allen. So if it wasn't emotional for those future Hall of Famers, it's not going to be emotional for fringe All-Stars that have got almost no history here. No, of course not. It's funny how the show does this. It's the Pistons tonight. I mean, look, it should be a good game. But you can't talk about the Pistons for an hour. No, we just talk about random other stuff. So we talked about other stuff and Felger. You weren't here for the Felger talk. It was awesome. I heard it. I heard it. Don't worry. Awesome. I was sitting in traffic listening to you talk Felger's about Felger. Felger's a good guy. But I oh, worked I with interned, him for years. I interned for him. Great guy. I, I worked at 890 guy. with him, him for years. Ball. Great guys. Awesome guys. But he messed up. That's it. He messed up. 
Bad opinion. Wrong opinion. Oh, you, you disagree? No, I do. I, I wish do. you would disagree. Because I would just shut the music <laughs> off and keep going. <laughs> it's the Celtics. It is the Detroit Pistons coming up live from the Garden. Stay tuned. Sean Grandy, Cedric Maxwell with the call. It is going to be a defensive battle. The Celtics will lose the rebounding battle and win the game. It's ESPN Radio, ESPNNHradio.com.